0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cake Diaries. Today we're going to be talking about taking the leap to start a business and a recent podcast that I watched on YouTube and I spoke about this on my YouTube channel and a lot of people really liked the video so I wanted to do, I'm not sure if it's going to be more in depth or less in depth, I haven't really decided yet, Um but yeah, I just wanted to talk about it on here and I'm going to start doing at the beginning of every month on the podcast. I thought that I would start doing my goals for the month because I need somewhere that I can put that information and then kind of look back on it each month and see whether I successfully completed all those goals. So I've made some goals for May, which we're going to talk about Um And I think I'm going to talk about them at the end. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then you can always use it as inspiration to make your own goals. Um, I actually listened to someone else's goals video and then that's how I came up with my ones. So yeah, I'm hoping that that'll be helpful, but I thought that we can kind of keep track together. Um, And because I post so much on my YouTube, like three, four times a week sometimes, I thought that they'll just get lost on there and people won't necessarily um, be kind of like following with me. So that's why I wanted to do it on here because I thought that this is a lot more business focused so we can just keep track of our goals together. So we'll be talking about that later on in the podcast, but we're going to start with taking the leap to start a business. So I'm going to talk about the podcast that I listen to a little bit more and I'm currently reading two books which relate to this podcast and it is Stephen Bartlett's podcast and it was the one that he did with Grace Beverly, who is the CEO of Tala and Shreddy and um, Bandstore various, she's got a couple of companies um, but those are her main ones I believe and those are the ones that I know her for, I'm not sure if she does any others. But they've both got two books out, which I'll quickly mention. Grace's is Working Hard, Hardly Working, which I'm currently reading. And then Stephen Bartlett's is Happy, Sexy Millionaire. And he is basically a businessman who has a 300 million dollar business and he does these podcasts where he talks to other business owners quite some of them are quite famous business owners um and i think that his podcast is very underrated in terms of the amount of followers that has so i definitely recommend you go and check that out i think it's only got like 15 K, um, maybe and then Diary of the CEO which is the podcast only I think has about 50k Um, but it's really really good so definitely go and check that out after you've listened to this because it's really really informative. So we're going to be talking about taking the lead to start a business and that goes for struggles, successes, growth and generally um, being in the public eye and like having a business that is open to criticism. So we're going to go through, I've got some bullet points and we're going to just openly talk about these topics and I just want it to be like an open space where you can listen to my thoughts about these topics and hopefully it's helpful to anyone that's wanting to start a business basically. So I've broken this down into simple things. I want to quickly go over taking the leap to start a business before we get into it. Um, And that is, it's a very scary thing to start a business. Um, A lot of people, it's out of necessity, which I'll get into. But sometimes if you're not pushed to start something, you won't. And a lot of people have this idea of what they want their life to be. And they're too scared to go and get it because of the, um, I don't know, it's like society's norms for working. Um, it's, you see all these people which have multi-million dollar businesses and you look at them as kind of like a different breed of person when in reality they started off just the same as you Um, you know they might have had their privileges or they might have had their um, like downfalls not necessarily um, like bad things but things that made them into the person that they have you know they might have been a different class of person someone might have had a higher education or a a public school education like there's plenty of things that could have um, differentiated these people but some people get to those points no matter what their background and we look at them as if they're completely different people same as celebrities and in reality we are all exactly the same and um, we just have different personalities traits mindsets which get us to where we want to go um and like i say our privileges how we were brought up what things we have that are materialistic um in terms of like money and anything like that and we want these lifestyles and we're too scared to go and get them and I am a firm believer and I say this plenty of times if you have listened to the other podcast episodes you would have heard me but I don't believe in not enjoying your job. I think it's a really, as horrible as this sounds, it's a sad life to live, to do a job for years and years and not enjoy it and I preach this to literally every person I know and I say it time and time again but if you don't enjoy something and you won't change it then I would consider you either lazy or you don't have the option to. It's usually one of the two. Um, And like I say, as blunt as that sounds, I was like this. I was too lazy to change something that I didn't like because I was in a comfortable job, which I thought, well, I'm earning, you know, two grand a month. Why would I change it? I have plenty of money to spend on going out with my friends, buying myself all these nice things but no amount of money was actually covering up the fact that I was stressed and didn't enjoy my job as much as I thought I did. So I am just a firm believer in no amount of money you can pay for something that you don't enjoy. That's just me personally. Some people can be bought and if your job is really well paid, then they can kind of forget about the fact that they don't like it. Um, and to a certain degree, you know, you can buy all these materialistic things, but you... I am one of those people where my life and like my the things I talk about when I meet new people, all of that kind of stuff, it's all based on what experiences I've had in life. I've done quite a bit of traveling. So that is something that I always refer to when I meet new people, you know, and it's just it's something that comes naturally. Whereas if you can't relate to your job at all, because it's not something you're passionate about, then when you meet new people and when you think about what your legacy is, because it doesn't have to be this great thing. It can be, you know, I think like for my parents, they always say, you know, we never enjoyed our jobs that much, but we had seven kids and that that is our legacy. And I am like eternally grateful for that because obviously I wouldn't be here if they didn't have those kids and they maybe chose a career over that. Um, But, you know, you do think what would it have been like if they had chosen their career? Where would they have been in their life, you know? And I think I'm one of those people where I choose, not necessarily my career over kids, like that is something that I will, is another topic, but it's definitely something that I would love to have. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm completely happy in my career before I even think about stuff like that, because to me have being happy in your job and enjoying yourself is so much more important um i feel like we're in an age where mental health is so so important and i've had my fair share of issues um which i am like not ashamed to admit um i might not talk about it that commonly with people that i'm close to um but i don't know why i feel more comfortable sharing it on here than i would necessarily with the people close to me um but I think when things like this are so, um, I think the word is prevalent, um, like they're so apparent and like noticeable, um, I think it's just so important to be happy and not put your happiness to one side for the sake of, um, pleasing other people. So yeah, we're going to, this is quite a deep topic, so I might, you know, talk about it in more detail, um, in another episode. But like I say, I just think it's so important to enjoy your job and a lot of people, Will not start a business because it's it's that unattainable dream. It's that thing that they see other people doing and they never think that they can do it for themselves. And a lot of people surprise themselves. Um and you can be, you know, the most non productive person and then when you put your mind to something, you get a lot done. Um, and especially when you're passionate about it. You know, I am not that great at being productive I will be completely honest I'm great at procrastinating Um, but if I am passionate about something and I really want to do it then I will work tirelessly night and day to get something done if I want to do it if I don't want to do it I won't do it so I found that that was my issue with jobs because there were certain jobs where obviously I didn't enjoy it and it got to the point where I was like well I don't really want to do it Um, I couldn't even sort of put my mind to it whereas my current job my business I'm constantly wanting to do bigger and better things and i've got so many kind of goals for this business that i can just kind of never stop working um because i've got such big dreams for it um and yeah i just think if you have dreams for something no matter what business it is or even if it is a career and it's not starting your own business even if you want to take the leap to start a new job but you're too scared to leave your current one if it's something that's going to make you happier even if you're so unsure that it's actually going to work out I think there's always a way to get back to where you were so you leave a job and you start a business or you leave a job and start another job if that doesn't go well there's always a way that you can get another job and then make your way back to that point that you were once at you just have to maybe work for it um but I definitely think it's possible. So that's why I always think it's worth trying things. I don't like to have to think about something and not try it. I'm just one of those people where I like to try everything because then I can stop thinking about it. Otherwise, it's always in the back of my mind, kind of like scratching away at me going, oh, you didn't do that. Do you regret it? And I can't regret something that I've tried. So that's why I always say try something because otherwise you might regret it. But now I've done that whole spiel of why you should have your dream job. And you're thinking, you know, everyone always tells me to just get a normal job. I'm here to tell you to do what you want. If you want to do something, do it. As long as you have the means to. Obviously, if you if you have people relying on you, then make sure that you can cater for that. But especially if you are completely, you know, self-sufficient like myself. I don't have any dependents. If you want to do something, do it. Like, there's no harm. You can always go back to something like a normal job um, that everyone tells you to get and there's always a way back there but just try it. If you want to have this big dream and you want to fulfill these big aspirations for yourself then try it. If it works out it will be amazing, if it doesn't you can try something else. So now that we've done that we're going to get right into the podcast. So The first thing I want to talk about is do you have time? So this is a very important thing to consider because obviously time is everything. If you don't have time to put into something, then a lot of the time it isn't successful um, unless you are a very, very productive person in a very short amount of time. But typically you need time to make something work. You need to have the drive to put in the time to something and not necessarily get anything back for a while I did YouTube for a whole I think it was like a year or a year and a half while I was finding my niche and I didn't earn a single pound or penny from that time not a single bit of money um and that was 3 4 videos a week and if you do YouTube you know how much time editing takes filming just having the energy to actually do that. And there were some times where I did not want to upload a video and I forced myself to do it because I knew that it would pay off in the end and I just had to keep doing it and I was getting closer and closer to monetization and that it would all be worth it. And I mean, a lot of it, I loved making videos, like, it was an outlet for me, I loved it, and I liked having this online community of people that I don't necessarily know, that are completely supportive of me, um, I can luckily say that I've never had any hate, which, for people that have had hate, I am so sorry for that, because I do not know how you deal with it, um, but luckily I haven't had that, I haven't experienced it, and, that is so nice because obviously I've been on YouTube for almost two and a half years now and it's always been supportive, which has been really, really nice, Um, which made it so much more easy to do. But it's still... um Like, it takes a lot of time. Like, it it was still a very big commitment. And to do that whilst I was working, I was prioritising YouTube over work, um, even though it wasn't making me any money. And like I say, I'm now a year later almost and i'm monetized which is amazing and i feel like i'm even more motivated to do the videos because not only is it this nice community that i have but it's also a little bit of recognition um i mean it's not coming from the people it is coming from the people that watch because if they didn't watch then you wouldn't get anything from being monetized but it's also a bit of recognition from youtube um you know, they promote your videos, they, they allow people to see them. And it's, it's nice to have that recognition. But like I say, if you're not prepared to put in that time to something where you don't necessarily get anything back, like a business, um, then a lot of the time, I, I don't know how to sort of phrase it, but that is a key point of anything when you're starting anything you need to be able to put in that time and not necessarily get anything back because a lot of the time it does take a lot of hours of advertising and promoting um, and just getting the word out there about any type of new business and you can have a few months in the beginning where it's not necessarily going anywhere or you're breaking even but you're not making a ton of money and you just have to keep working at it, keep working at it, put in that time and eventually, hopefully, it will get to that point where you are making more than you're spending and you are making a profit and it is becoming a successful business and it's growing and it's turning into something that you want it to be. But a lot of the time, if you don't have the hours to put into it, then it's not going to get that growth that it needs. Um So I think time is very, very important. Um, And it also depends where you want the business to go. If you don't want it to be this crazy big business, then maybe you can do it on a part time hours. Um, But if you want it to grow into this amazing business that you have lots of plans for and it needs a lot of time put into it and research and planning, then you're going to need the hours to put into it. And you're going to need to be prepared to put in those hours. It's not just having the hours to use. It's choosing to do the business over anything else. I have a lot of hours. Um, obviously, I have my baking business, which I do. But there's times where I think, right, I've got a day off. What shall I do with it? And I mean, it's always work of some sort. Um, Like today, I did my postals in the morning. And then this afternoon, I was doing admin for the baking business. But I can sit there and I can go, right, what have I got to do today? I've got to do the podcast. I've got to do YouTube. I've got to do my baking business, my three incomes. And I have to pick which one um needs the most time. And you need to sit there and go, well, I'd rather watch TV, but I'm going to do this. You've got to be able to be disciplined enough to put in the time to it. Because I think a lot of people think that they have a lot less time than they do. Um, Me included. I mean, I don't know what I used to do with my time when I worked at the council because I used to get home at half five and I would work, I would start work at like 8am so there was no morning and from like 6pm till 9 or 10 I don't know what I did because now I have evenings where I am working until 10pm and I get so much done and I don't know what I did in those hours when I was in my other job. Um, and I think it was probably that I wasn't motivated to do anything else. When you don't like a job, you come home and you want to escape that job. Um, whereas, see if you enjoy your job, then you tend to want to do it for a lot more hours, which I think is what I do. I probably work too much. Um, but like I say, time is very, very important, but it also depends where you want it to go. Um, if you're happy for it to be a semi-small business, then... You probably don't need as much hours as something like mine does, but it really depends where you want it to go. Um, The next thing is confidence to do something. This is very similar to what I was saying at the beginning, but doing something that makes you happy and doing something that you want to do because no one else is going to get you out of bed in the morning. um, And that is something that I literally live by. If If I can't get myself out of bed... No one else is going to come into my room and say, right, this is what you need to do today and make you do it. And even if they did, you're not going to do it willingly. You need to be the person to say, right, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to get out of today. This is what I want out of my business and achieve it because you want that self-worth of doing it yourself, for one. Um, It's nice to know that you earn something. But you also need to believe in yourself because if you, I mean, I used to be a very negative person, um, and I actually don't really know where it stopped, but now I'm a lot more positive. Um, and I think this helps with being confident because I never used to have confidence in myself. I used to, you know, do all these jobs and I was a completely different person. Now I'm kind of a very, um, I feel like I'm a bit of an extrovert. Um, I know I'm going a bit off topic now, but I'm just kind of talking um openly um but i feel like your personality can change when you grow obviously when you grow as a person your personality can change but when you potentially say start a business because you are completely self sufficient i feel like you grow so much as a person i used to be quite shy around people i don't know um i used to rely on other people to tell me what i needed to do you know like cuz you have managers in life Whereas I feel like now, because I am every aspect of the business, I feel like I'm so much more self-sufficient and I don't rely on anyone else. I, I like being the only person in the business. And that's not to say that I wouldn't expand, but I like the fact that I can do every job that needs doing and I don't have to ask anyone else for help. And, you know, it's nice to have help. I wouldn't sort of turn it down. But I think it's good to be able to say, right, I know how to do the accounts. I know how to do the customer service and to learn all these aspects of a business because one, it will help you in life. And two, it will give you the confidence because my last job, I had to make a lot of phone calls and I absolutely hated making phone calls, hated it. Um, I was really nervous on the phone. I didn't really like it. Um, And that was something that I obviously forced myself to do because it was my job um but I still didn't like it even when I left but when I had to have communication with complete strangers obviously when I'm starting my own business I'm taking orders from complete strangers and to be on the phone to them to be texting them messaging emailing all these forms of communication with people that I don't know obviously it's uncomfortable sometimes but I feel like I've got so much much I've got so much more confidence now because I've had to communicate with people and I couldn't pass it off to anyone else. You know, it was all down to me. Um, And I know a lot of people that is something that they don't like. Um, Some people are really good at something, whatever it is, but then they're not very good at the customer facing side. But I think it's definitely something that you can learn. Um, And if you are left to your own devices, then obviously like I say, if it's necessity, you will usually do it. And it was necessity for me, I needed to be better with talking to strangers and not get nervous. It wasn't even that I wasn't necessarily good at it. I would I would just get nervous to do it, because I'm so used to having my familiar, you know, colleagues and friends and all of that. And sometimes it is scary talking to new people. And I mean, I was young, Um, I was a few years younger than I am now. But Um, I think it definitely makes you grow as a person Um, and this goes back to having the confidence to do something a lot of the time you don't actually have to have the confidence to do it at the start that can come with the business so like I say I left my job and I wasn't very confident Um, I would worry about every single order I had Um, literally it would be perfect And I'm I'm quite a perfectionist, but it would be perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'd be sat there going, but are they going to like this? Are they going to like this? And it's like, Amy, you've done it how they wanted it. It's it's up to a good standard and there's nothing wrong with it. And I would just be so worried, sickless, to the point where, like, sometimes I'd wake up earlier than I needed to in the morning and then just be worried the whole morning before someone came and collected an order. Um, And that was... I don't really know what that was, if I'm honest. Um, Just anxiousness um but it happens to people like i know plenty of bakers that have like order anxiety um but if i'm completely honest now i don't get it at all and i don't know when it stopped but i think something changed in the new year i don't know exactly when but um i just must have got to a point where i was like well i don't need to be worried anymore um like i know that my work is to a good standard and if, if I don't worry, then a lot of the time nothing goes wrong. Whereas sometimes if you worry, you're preempting something that hasn't happened. Um, and then when it does happen, you're even more shocked about it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the confidence can come with it. I don't think it's something that you necessarily need in the beginning. Um, I mean, I didn't have it anyway, but like I say, it depends whether it's necessity. Um, it was necessary for me to leave my job, I needed to leave, um, so I didn't have the chance to think about whether I could run this business, I just said to myself, right, you're doing it, um, and we're starting it now, whether you like it or not, um, so I think it depends whether you, sometimes when you don't have time to think about things, it's a lot better, sometimes if you think about something too much, that's when you backtrack and say, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea, um, and like I've said in all my other podcasts, when I talk about things like that, this I'm not obviously anything that is a bad decision, like you know it's a bad decision, or it's um like illegal, then obviously don't just do it without thinking about it. I'm talking strictly in terms of your business and sometimes life decisions, sometimes it is good to say, you know what, I'm gonna do it. There's nothing that could go majorly wrong. Um So yeah, sometimes it is good to be the yes man. Like I try and do it um, because there's a lot of situations where you might think, you know what, I don't want to do that. And that's your like gut reaction or like your instant reaction. But then if you think about it, maybe if I did do that, I would make more friends or I'd open myself up to more opportunities um, I would allow myself to grow as a person and sometimes if you say no to things then you are blocking yourself off from that and I think starting a business is one of those opportunities it can be an amazing thing you can meet new people meet amazing customers um, you can grow an amazing business you could live a completely different lifestyle if it is successful Um, and yeah I just think it's something that if you even if you don't necessarily have the confidence in the beginning, it's definitely something that you can grow with um, and like you can grow with the business. So I think it's definitely something that even if you don't have the confidence initially to consider doing, um, because like I say, I definitely didn't have the confidence in myself when I started and it kind of came with the job. Um, My confidence built the more orders I got because that was kind of like my recognition in a sense. Um, I was sort of sat there thinking, well, you know, people obviously like what I'm doing, so I, I should keep it up. And that's what kept me going basically. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about necessity. Um, I've mentioned it plenty of times already and in in previous podcasts, I've also mentioned it. Um, but if something is necessary, then you are more likely to, maybe make a rash decision or to do something which you haven't you might have thought about it but you might be more inclined to do something because there's nothing else to lose if that makes sense so for me personally I spoke about this in my how I started my business podcast um, which was kind of like how I got to this point so if you haven't listened to that already then go and check it out but I wanted to leave my job um And I don't like to go too much into it, but I feel like it's necessary to say that I really didn't enjoy it. Um, And it was getting to the point where I was stressed, not sleeping, all of that stuff. And I was like, right, I need to leave. Um, And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to leave. So that was my kind of like driving force. And I was like, right, it's necessary for me to leave. So when I thought about starting a business, it was like, well, this needs to go well whether I like it or not, because I need the money, Um, you know, I'm quitting my job and I need something else. So like I say, it was necessary for me to do it. Whereas if you're in a comfortable job where you get paid whatever amount a month and it's enough for you to live off, um, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with your lifestyle. It's just that you maybe don't enjoy your job as much as you would like then you're going to stay there because as humans, we're, it's built into us that we pick something that's familiar over something that's scary. And I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but decisions that make you uncomfortable are typically the ones that will, one, make you grow as a person because it's something new so you can learn from it. And two, it's something that is going to be good in the end. Um, and another disclaimer again, just in case people haven't gathered, but this is business related. Obviously, if something makes you feel uncomfortable and it is a non-business personal decision or it's illegal or anything like that, obviously don't do it. Um, but I'm talking strictly in terms of business decisions, things like starting a business, getting a new job, meeting new people. Typically, if they're things that make you uncomfortable, that's because you're out of your comfort zone. But your comfort zone is set by what you allow yourself to do. So if you don't allow yourself to meet new people, then you're always going to find it uncomfortable. And I am terrible for this because I get nervous meeting new people. But I always have to say to myself, say yes, go to it, you know, go and meet this person, go and meet these friends and it will be good in the end. Uh, It will either not work out, which is perfectly fine, or you'll make a new friend or in terms of business, you'll start a business, it will go well or it won't go well. But if you don't have the necessity to do it, then you won't have that driving force that says to you, well, you need to do this. Whereas if you are familiar with a job, if it is comfortable, like plenty of my jobs that I've been in, I stayed in them because I thought, well, I'm getting paid a good wage. I can kind of the wages kind of basically paying me to enjoy the job even if I don't, um, which wasn't the way that I should have been thinking, but that's the way that a lot of people think, I think. um, A lot of people think to themselves, well, I get paid a good wage, that makes up for the fact that I don't enjoy the job. But you shouldn't have to be paid to enjoy your job, you should enjoy it anyway, um, or that's what I believe anyway. Um, So, like I say, necessity is a lot of the time a driving force that can make people make a decision um quickly because you can say to yourself like for me um I quit my job and I had already started my business two weeks earlier and I said right I'm starting this business whether I like it or not and it's going to work um and I had to put in the time to make this business work because I just quit my job um and like I say if I was not quitting that job I probably wouldn't have started my business um which is crazy to think but I would have still been in a job that I don't like, um, being paid to enjoy my job. Um, so yeah, I think you have to consider whether if you didn't have to think about anything else in your life, would it be something that you do? That's the way that I try and think about things. If you didn't have to think about what anyone else thinks, um, monetary issues, you know, like leaving a job and not having any money, um, any other judgement basically if you didn't have to think about any of that stuff would you be in your job right now like if if you could pick a job that you wanted to do and you didn't have to think about the qualifications that you need the training the money that it would cost you to do that training what would you go and do and if you think about something that isn't your current job no matter what it is then you're probably not in the right job um but that is obviously a lot easier said than done um and If that job that you want to do requires a lot of training or a lot of sacrifices, then you might be thinking, well, I don't want to do that Um, or I'm not in. That's kind of too far gone. I'm I'm older now. I'm not at the point in my life where I could do that or I'm too young and I'm not at the point where I want to do that. Whichever way that it works out, you need to think to yourself, is it something that is of value to me? Um, So some people enjoying their job is not considered a valuable thing. They aren't bothered by it. But for some people, it affects their mental health. It affects their drive to get up in the morning and their motivation. Um, I mean I've seen plenty of people who stay in a job because they like the people. I'm one of these people, but I also know a lot of people that do it. And they stay in that job because they like the colleagues and that's what keeps them going as well as the money. And it gets to a point where you don't even like the job for one, but you get Complacent and you forget things, or you have no eagerness to do the job to the point where maybe you aren't doing your work because you just think, Well, I don't really care if anyone tells me off for not doing it because I don't want to be here. Um, And I think you want to leave before it gets to that point because, one, it's a low point for you because you don't want to get to that point. You don't want to give someone the satisfaction of um sort of being in a job that kind of breaks you i think you want to be in a job that drives you to do more and like to reach your potential and to grow as a person and if you're in a job that is just breaking you to the point where you don't want to do anything um you're not getting the work done to a good standard and you're not motivated in your personal life as well because as soon as it starts affecting your personal life um and how motivated you are to do things outside of work then i think it's definitely something that needs to change um and that was like with my previous job it was affecting my personal life as well as my work life um and then i was thinking right there's no escape so it's not it's not like you're being paid to stay in this job and you can kind of deal with the fact you don't like it anymore you It's now affecting your personal life, um which obviously then limits the amount of opportunities you have as an individual, so yeah, necessity is definitely something to think about, but like I say, even if something isn't necessary, so say you haven't quit your job or you don't need the money, you still need to consider whether it's something that's of value to you, um leaving your job and going into something that you enjoy because if it's not a value then You can probably get on with your life and not think about it. Whereas if enjoying your job is a very valuable thing, like it is to me, I'm one of those people where as soon as I start thinking about something, I can't stop. So like when I thought about starting the business... I was just constantly thinking, right, I, I really want to do this now. I'm thinking about it. I've I've had ideas about it. I've started planning. And if I don't do it now, then I'm going to regret it. So it depends what you are in, in terms of that mindset. But even if something isn't necessary, like I say, you need to think about it. But if something is necessary, then one, you want to make sure you're not necessarily making a rash decision. Although I can't sort of speak on this because I did that. Um, but you just want to make sure that you are covered in terms of like you have worked out the amount of money that you need to earn in order to cover your bills and any expenses that you have because you don't want to put yourself out in that sense. Um, but you also want to have some kind of business plan so that you don't start this business and there's no um, vision for it. So I had a plan, I had goals. I worked out how much money I needed to earn and every month I have a log of how much money I earn and there's I'm keeping track of it basically and I think you need to make sure that you do that so that you don't just get kind of lost in starting something new um, to take your mind off something that you didn't necessarily enjoy like a previous job um, because yeah, it's it can be easy to leave something that was bad and then the new thing is all like, you know, it's all shiny and new and you get excited about it. But you just want to make sure that you've planned it and that it's as efficient as it can be. And um you can capitalize on your business and it will be successful, hopefully. So, yeah, necessity is something that is usually the common driver for starting a business. But um for some people, it can also be what makes them never do something because... Um, like I say if if you've got a familiar job that you can stay in whether that's a relationship or a job or um, a friendship usually if it's familiar even if it's something that isn't good for you you will pick it over something new because whatever is new is uncomfortable so I think it's definitely something to consider it's quite that is quite a complicated part of starting a business because it can differ from person to person so much Um, the next thing is doubt so this goes back to confidence but doubt in yourself like I say a lot of the time this can this can come with running the business and you can grow as a person as you run that business but also I think putting yourself in uncomfortable situations in life in general even if you're not thinking of starting a business even if this is just kind of about personality traits for you doubt is something that can be Combatted. so I mentioned this in one of my other episodes but I used to hate public speaking um, and this goes hand in hand with the phone call thing when I was in school I would get so nervous about public speaking that I I mean this is probably really common but I was a very like anxious person in school um, and any like presentations even if it was in front of like two people or just the teacher um, you know, like speaking exams, anything like that, I would get so nervous about what people thought. Um, and I would base any kind of like topic of the presentation on what I thought other people wanted to hear. Um, and a lot of the time it meant that I wasn't passionate about it. Um, and it also meant that there was kind of no content to it. So, you know, you might get taken the mick out of because it wasn't a very good presentation which is something so petty in school but it mattered at the time um and I think when I went volunteering I was forced to or not forced but it was compulsory to do um teaching in front of students and obviously I knew this going into it but it still made me nervous um and I had to teach in front of Sometimes it was a 100 kids um, that didn't speak English and I had to teach um, sexual reproductive health to them, which is obviously a very important topic, which, again, was nerve wracking because you want to make sure that you're talking about the right things and getting the right information across. And that experience for the three months that I was in Africa was the best thing that I ever did. Um, I met so many new people and I also so learned so much about myself because you're not with your family so you don't have that judgment but also you don't have that security because you rely on your family for a lot of things your family and friends you rely on them for that um that second opinion when you say you know what do you think of this whereas they weren't there to do that um and I think that made me grow a lot as a person I mean I'm not saying you know go to Africa and do a three month stint um, especially not at the moment but just put yourself in uncomfortable situations because things that make you uncomfortable if you do them enough I mean I did that for three months and it probably only got easier after a month bearing in mind I was teaching every day so that took a solid 30 days for me to actually start to feel a little bit better um, and then I came back and obviously any interview that I've been to, anything like that, and I've done quite a lot of interviews, they would always say how confident I was and how um kind of like articulate with my words I was. And if I'm being completely honest, this is not something that I've actually tried to do, um but it just comes with being passionate about something and knowing yourself. And like I say, I feel like from putting myself in those uncomfortable positions, I have learned a lot about myself I also did various other volunteering trips abroad on my own um, where I met like I say complete strangers Um, and yeah it just made me grow as a person Um, but it doesn't matter what you do to grow as a person but as long as it's something that like I say this is in perspective of um, what you're doing but when you do something that makes you uncomfortable, typically it will gain some sort of skill. Um, but this is in relation to learning things. It can be life experiences as well, which I think are very, very important. Um, a lot of people that are quite close minded um, haven't had those life experiences, which I think are very beneficial um, to believing in yourself and being self-sufficient, not relying on others for kind of like approval. Um But like I say, you have to obviously be careful what life experiences you're getting yourself into and um, whether they're going to be beneficial or not. But yeah, I think putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is good because, like I say, depending on what they are, but um, in regards to things that you can learn from... um, I think they are good because they do sort of mold you as a person. Um and yeah, like I say a lot of the doubt that I had as a teenager, I don't have now. Um and if I'm completely honest, this sound I mean it sounds like most people they always sort of say this but they might not necessarily mean it, but I um genuinely mean it is I don't care what people think. Um and that is me being completely honest, like whether it's the way I dress, the way I act. Like, I will just act like me. I'll dress like me. Um, I will make decisions for myself. And if other people don't like it, that's fine. If they don't like the way I dress, if they don't like the way I talk, that is perfectly fine. Um, But I'm not going to change it. And I think that doubt that you have as a teenager or even as an adult, if you are worried about what other people think, you'll constantly be sort of trapped in that. Um, judgment, whereas um, if you let that go and don't worry about what other people think, a lot of the time you can grow as a person and that's just a good life skill to have in general because no matter what you're doing, whether it's your own business, whether you work for someone, if you are worried about what other people think in all areas, no matter what situation it is, um, it will definitely sort of stunt your growth as a person. Um, because you'll constantly be relying on that so yeah I think it's something to think about Um, but I'm yeah definitely one of those people that I used to care a lot and then I think it just got to the point where I was like right I can't be so worried about what people think anymore because it's just going to hinder me Um, you know everyone else is growing around me and developing and you know doing all these amazing things and I was just too worried to do any of the things that I wanted to do YouTube was included in that um I didn't do YouTube for about probably about three years I wanted to do it when I was in school when I was about 16 and I don't think I started until I was like 19 or something because I was so worried about what people thought and I waited until I left my job because I thought right now I'm from work couldn't say anything to me no one from school can say anything to me um but I do wish that I started earlier and that goes for anything that you do in life if a lot of the time if you start earlier and you wish a lot of the time you wish you will um then if it's something that you should have started earlier then you could have been somewhere sooner um I always think about like where I would have been in life if I had started things earlier but you can't turn back time so you just have to accept that and move on from it um but yeah doubt in yourself is something that will only it will only stunt you um it's not going to affect anyone else a lot of the time that doubt in yourself is only going to stop you from doing things um you from meeting new people you from having these amazing opportunities so the longer you hold on to that doubt and that you know, like low self-esteem or low confidence, it's only going to affect you, um, you know, because the other person on the other side of it might be completely confident in themselves and they're not even worried about what you think or they don't realise that you're worried about what they think. So I just think it's really important to really not worry about what people think um, because it can just hinder where you go in life so much and I didn't realise that until I was like 18, 19, which sounds young to a lot of people. But for me, considering I like to do a lot with my time and like I like to feel like I've achieved something, even if it's something so small, um, I just like to feel like I've been productive. Even if it's one thing a day, I like to feel like I've done something Um And yeah, if I was so worried about what people think, I'd probably do nothing, um, if I'm completely honest. So the next thing is to be a creative person um, with any business or career, maybe not career, but you need to have the creative side. So for a business, this would be, you need to have the ideas to put into a business. It isn't necessarily little thing, like literal things, um, but The ideas can be how you're going to promote your business, how you're going to make it grow, advertising, all of those things. But then there's also the product side, you know, what services you're providing, what products you sell, all of that, where you have to be creative with those as well to make them unique, to make them something different to what someone's seen before. And if you don't have that creative side, then it can be difficult to grow your business and um, to develop, I guess, um, because that is a key factor of running a business is being able to do those things. So sometimes you have to outsource them, which is completely fine. Some people, there's two people in a business or more, but um, it's commonly that there's two people in a business. One is the creative side. One is the kind of like business head that does all the admin, that does all the online promotion, all that kind of thing, because they like the decky side and then the person that likes the creative side like the making then they do that I know there's plenty of people that I know of I don't know them personally but I know of that they might do the baking and then their sister or friend or whatever will do the admin finances customer service all of that because they like that side and they're not necessarily good at the baking side so there's plenty of people that share roles in a business and it's a very good way of doing things because a lot of the time people do have their weaknesses. So being able to delegate is a good trait to have because I'm terrible at it. I don't like to give people other responsibilities that I like to do myself. Um but like I say, having the ideas to put into a business and you don't necessarily have to be the person to implement them. Um there's plenty of people that might say, you know, I want to make this product, I can't do it because I don't know how to do it but I have this idea and I want you to do it. Um so yeah, I think it's good to have a creative streak because it's usually what motivates you. I mean, I find that I have an idea and then that idea motivates me to try it out. If I didn't have that idea in the first place being the only person that runs a business, then I wouldn't have any drive to do that thing because I wouldn't have come up with it. So yeah, I think it's good to have that creative streak and be able to brainstorm and have these ideas. But you also don't necessarily have to be the person to put them into place. You can sort of ask someone for help if that's not your strength. So yeah, having the ideas. Um, this goes kind of hand in hand with the necessity, but circumstance and situation, depending on your circumstances... A lot of the time that will be the deciding factor as to whether you start a business, change your job, make any decision in life. It usually depends on what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what decision that you're making. You're always going to sit there and think, right, well, what about this? And there will always be that factor that you think about, whether it's an important thing or a not important thing to you. And you might say, you know what, this is more important. So I'm going to say yes. But you might say, actually, no, no that is more important so I'm going to have to turn down this decision um so it really just does depend on what your situation is as to whether you can take that leap to start a business or take that leap to change your job or you know try something new so you really have to consider your situation because obviously no one else necessarily knows your situation and where you are in life so you need to think about that for yourself um A lot of the time, people don't necessarily share their failures, which is very, very common. Um, And I mean, I'm guilty of this. Most people are. Um, But a lot of people, when they're starting a business, assume that that person, like I was talking about in the beginning, when we're talking about these big celebrity characters who we don't necessarily consider to be on the same level as us. When we look at them, we don't see their failures. We see the amazing things that they've done. Um, And... Everyone has done things that are considered failures and didn't work out, whether it was a business deal, whether it was a a product that they launched, even if it was a a normal decision or like a personal decision, but in terms of business... There's plenty of things that go wrong that people don't tell you about. There's plenty of bad reviews that people don't talk about. You know, I've had one bad review um, and I choose to not talk about it because it was one bad review. But, um, you know, there's plenty of people that don't talk about their failures and that's obvious. They don't want to put a negative spin on it. But that also makes a lot of people think that they got there without those failures. Um, And that is completely not the case. Um, So... You have to be aware that when you're starting any business, when you're starting any new job, any like new chapter in your life, there's going to be things that don't work out and there's going to be things that do. And you can't necessarily assume you mean you might be very, very lucky and not encounter any sort of hurdles. But a lot of the time there's going to be things that go wrong. And if you aren't prepared for that, then how are you supposed to overcome it? So you really have to be prepared for things that could go wrong and just be aware that they can go wrong and then be able to make the effective decision to overcome that. And as long as you can do that, then you're perfectly fine. Um, And this this is a typical like trial and error, be able to get back up after something goes wrong. Um, And it also goes with criticism If someone gives you a bad review, be able to get up the next day and do better than the day before um, and constantly grow and improve and take it on as constructive and just work on your business and yourself um, and not take it to heart. Because if you do, then it's only going to hinder, like I say, you. It's that judgment where you take it to heart and it affects you, but everyone else isn't going to be affected by it. So it's only the more you hold on to it, it's only going to bring you down so you just have to let go of it get over it and move on to the next thing so in regards to this we've spoken about not admitting your failures um and this goes hand in hand with like i say criticism we're not built to take the amount of criticism that we do i say this in another episode but there are so many ways that you can receive criticism now whether it's social media in person from complete strangers, from people you know. And a lot of the time we are very sensitive. We don't know how to take it. And I mean, I'm one of those people where I do hold on to it. It does affect me. But I always say to myself, right, I am going to wake up tomorrow and I am going to forget about this. I'm not going to let it affect my day because otherwise it will bring me down. And I I do let things kind of like hold on to me and then they will affect future decisions and also just your mood in general um, which is not healthy you want to just be able to forget about something and as easy as that makes it sound it's not easy but you have to be the one to make the conscious decision to do it so if you get that bad feedback from someone if you get a bad review if you if someone is trying to be constructive with their criticism try and just like take it on the chin learn from it if it is something that you did let's say wrong maybe or like not to the best of your ability then you can learn from it it was if it was something which is just a different is just a differing opinion then you can judge that how you will I mean there are some reviews where you think to yourself well someone didn't like the flavor of something well all my other customers like the flavor so it's a differing opinion but sometimes is something constructive so you need to be able to differentiate between the two because sometimes it's something that you do need to learn from, but sometimes it's something where you just go, right, I just need to get over it because they have a difference in opinion and you know I like this cake flavour, but they don't. So sometimes it isn't something that you necessarily need to change, but you just have to sort of brush off um, as annoying as they can sometimes be, um, because sometimes it does affect you more than you would like it to. But you just have to be able to take that criticism because running a business, being online on social media, anything like that, you are opening yourself up to criticism from all angles, basically. Um, So speaking on trial and fail, you need to learn what works and what doesn't. um, And then you want to capitalize on those things that work. Um, And it depends on what industry you're in, but there are usually industries where there is a form of passive income. Um, I have this myself, so I sell spreadsheets and I also sell, um, website packs, all of these things that I've made myself, so no one else can make that. Um, they can make a version of it, you know, like if they make some kind of similar product, but they can't make an exact version of mine because obviously I've made it, I was the brain behind it. Um, but, you make these things and you make it once and it is called passive because it's something that you don't have to do each time you sell it so that's why people do you know like tutorials for things because you film it once and then people buy a subscription or um they buy a pack of tutorials but people can buy it a thousand times if they want to so It's something that you do once and then it's passive because you don't have to do it again. Whereas, like, if I sell brownies, I make them every time. Um, But what you're being paid for those kind of, like, products is for your time. Because, obviously, one, someone can't make it themselves. Two, you had the skill to make it. And three, it's paying you for the amount of time that you spent planning and making that product, whatever it was. So... That is the way to go, Um, if I could recommend anything. I think it is also good to have other products which do actually need making. Um, As much as I love passive income, because you don't need to do anything, um, I do like the idea of making something and having a literal product to give to someone. I just like the satisfaction of making something, um, rather than someone buying something and then it's automatically done on the computer and there's no sort of part that I play in it um so yeah it depends what industry you're in but passive income is definitely something that you can capitalize off and I would recommend um but also it depends what you want as a person because I thoroughly enjoy making products and the packaging process and yeah, that satisfaction out of sending a literal item rather than an online thing, which I don't have any part in like sending over. It's just automatically done. So, yeah, it definitely does depend on the industry. But being able to know what to capitalize off that makes the most money and is the most efficient use of time um, and like an effective product. So you need to be able to identify that as a business owner and like starting a business so the next thing is to be taken seriously so this is one of the like last things that we're going to be talking about um before our goals but um to be taken seriously in the industry by friends and family i've mentioned this before but i get so many people that um talk about not being taken seriously by family friends and that is something that is very difficult because obviously you expect your family and friends to be the ones to support you um but as long as you believe in yourself and this goes back to the confidence to do something as long as you believe you can do something or even if you don't know that you can do it but you want to do something and you have that drive to do it if you do it and prove someone wrong you'll get so much satisfaction out of doing that that it will be worth it so like I say, if you have the drive to do it, I would say do it because, and I say this to everyone, like they're like, oh, I don't know. Obviously, if you are a teenager, then you need to um, consider that because if it is your parents that aren't necessarily happy with you doing something, then if you are 16 to 18 or maybe even younger, then you have to be aware that obviously they are your parents and you aren't self-sufficient because you're not 18. But if you are an adult I would say um and you are sort of self-sufficient and you can make your own money then I would say even if you don't necessarily have that support if you believe you can do something and you are able to try it then I would definitely say do it because a lot of the time you can prove people wrong um I've heard from plenty of people um in regards to baking businesses that said that their parents I mean, they they were 18, so they were old enough to do this, but they said that their parents sort of didn't believe in them and they thought that it would just be a phase. And then now that it's successful, they're really proud and they realise, oh, it was actually a very good decision to do that. Um, So a lot of the time you can prove people wrong. And yeah, I mean, I luckily never had that issue. I think when I was trying out, Um, all my recipes and things in the beginning people thought maybe it was just like a lockdown hobby and then when I started making a bit of money from it they were like oh actually like this is a good idea like you're doing well and then I think it only got to like maybe January this year where things really started to pick up and I feel like my my skill went up quite a lot um, in January and February. the skill went up and they thought, wow, you're actually good at this. Um, And not that they didn't think that last year, but I could hand on heart say that my skill wasn't as good last year than it is now. So whatever you're doing, whatever business it is, your skill will grow with the business. Obviously, when you start something, you're not necessarily going to be great at it. But when you get good at something, then you can say to yourself, look, this is where... I've come like this is how far I've come from where I started so yeah I think in regards to friends and family as long as you are able to be self-sufficient um you know and you are an adult I would say um then I would say do it because you can a lot of the time prove people wrong if you put in the time and effort to something then it will be a success um so in regards to industry This is very complicated because obviously um, being taken seriously in an industry can be, you know, if you are starting something new that someone hasn't thought about, then sometimes you can't be taken seriously because people think, you know, oh, this is a crazy idea that someone's had um, and it's not going to be successful when actually you could surprise them. So I think it kind of is similar to the friends and family, but it's on such a large scale because an industry is a lot more people than your friends and family um but you just have to like I say believe in yourself and if you believe you can do it and you put in the time and effort and the research and you know the hours then you might be able to prove those people wrong and prove that you belong in that industry and that your business is a good business um and then yeah that you belong in that industry and You are just as good as they are because I think that's the problem with a lot of industries is that starting a new business and joining that industry, people underestimate how good that could be. So, yeah, I think you just need to believe in yourself. So I think the last thing that I wanted to talk about was my goals, but just kind of leading on from just kind of like finishing off from that. As I've said throughout the whole of this podcast, taking the leap to start a business, only you can be the driving force with that. Because like I say, no one else is going to get you out of bed in the morning. No one else is going to make you make that decision, especially if you're financially independent. No one else can say, right, you're going to start this business because only you can say, right, I am financially stable enough to do this. I am at a point in my life where I can do this. So you need to be the one to make that decision. Um, But feel free to message me if any of you have any questions, because I get plenty of people messaging me about starting a business and any of their like fears or just anything that they're unsure about or want to talk about. So feel free to message me if you want to, because, yeah, like I say, I'm happy to answer any queries or just have a general chat with people. Um so yeah, if you are feeling unsure and or if you want me to go over anything that I mentioned in this video. I know that we went off topic. Like I mean, I'm sure you guys know by now that I love to talk. So a lot of the time I do go off topic, but I'm hoping that it was still informative for you guys. So we're gonna talk a little bit about my goals now. So if you want to hear this, stick around. If you don't, then you don't have to. But I just wanted to talk about my May goals and if you wanna set your goals now, then get your pen and paper out and we can have a little discussion. Um, so I've got mine all in bullet points. So I'm just going to run through them because I don't think they need any explanation really. Um, so the first one is to get to four and a half thousand subscribers. So we just hit 4,000. I think we're like 4.1 now. So we're almost at 4.5 already. Um, And I just want to say thank you for that because it's amazing. I wouldn't be able to do this without people actually watching my videos and listening. So this will be up on my YouTube as well. So if you're listening on YouTube or on the podcast on Spotify, then um, thank you. But that is the first one. Um, Two videos on the channel per week. This is just a general goal. I stick to this anyway, but I just like to put it down just so that I keep it up. One podcast episode and then one podcast video per week um so these will both be the same thing the same podcast but um i want to start doing video soon so that will be that um reels and tiktok content three times a week three to five times sorry this is something that i've actually been getting better at and i've i've managed to do tiktok every day um for the past two weeks so we're doing well on that so far um, I've got Read Millionaire Books. So this is the two books that I mentioned in the beginning. So if you missed it, it was Working Hard Hardly Working by Grace Beverly, and Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett. Um, I want to finish both of these in May. I have only just started Grace's book. So fingers crossed I can at least finish that. Uh, I want to hit 3,000 followers on Instagram. Um, I think I'm about 24 um, and like I say, I've been posting a lot on TikTok. I've been posting a lot on Instagram. So I'm trying to be religious in that to hit those followers. Hit 1000 TikTok followers. So if anyone follows my TikTok and listen to this, you will know that I am already at 1000. When I wrote these goals, which was um, I think it was like the first of May I wrote them. Um, I hadn't hit 1000 yet. So we can already take that one off because we've already done it. The next one is daily Insta posts, because like I say, I want to be more consistent on there. So I'm currently doing this. Um, I want to post three times per week on my personal Instagram, because for those of you that don't follow me on my personal one, I just post random stuff, basically. Um, And I want to make it more of a um, informal place, because at the moment it it is a formal place. I post nice photos, but I want to make it like a photo dump of sorts where... I can just post photos from the week in one like photo, if that makes sense. They're like you do a series in one post and I've seen these photo dumps and I really like the way that it is. It's just like an informal, casual way of posting on Instagram. It doesn't have to be anything pretty of a sense. It can just be random photos from your week and that's what I want to start doing. So I'm going to try and start doing that. Um. the next one is to engage with 30 new channels on youtube because i am a creature of habit and i love watching the people that i love to watch but i want to try and find some new people to kind of like broaden my um scope of like information um and like knowledge so i want to try and like find some new kind of vlog people but also i want to find some new informative channels because i do like watching informative stuff that makes me feel like I'm learning something um even if it's just about myself or like about the world um and that's not to say it's like a history lesson but sometimes it's just listening to like podcasts or anything like that where it gives me a different perspective so then it kind of like opens my mind up and I would recommend this to anyone because there's quite a few podcasts that I listen to where they're just people talking about things um you know like their life um some are like LA vloggers um, in America and sometimes they're just talking about things that are going on but their perspective is different to mine and I like that basically it's nice to be able to compare so I think it's something that is really good to do Um, the next one is to get 250 pounds in Google AdSense so this is like payment from YouTube basically for ads um, and I've been hitting 200 pounds last month I hit 230 if we're sharing (laughs) um and yeah so we want to hit 250 so fingers crossed we will the next one is to meet up with new friends um and I want to make some cake friends um because I've got quite a few messages from people that are really local to me and I didn't realize how local they were so I want to try and like arrange some like little meetups with people because um some people are really close to me and i think that it'd be nice to have cake friends cuz then i can talk about cake stuff and people will not get bored so we love that um then the next one is to meet up with my friends that i currently have um and kind of like keep those relationships going cuz obviously covid it made it difficult um work out 3 times a week i joined the gym yesterday um and when i say join i mean i signed up online <laughs> um i haven't been for months because I think I quit in November because that's when we went into lockdown so like it hasn't been open since then um and I got a spin bike at home which I've been going on maybe like once a week but I just don't get time but I thought maybe if I have to actually go out then I'll make the time a little bit more because it's kind of like a whole ordeal to like get ready go out whereas at home I just get on the bike whenever I can so um yeah and it's a different form of workout as well to getting on the bike. So we'll see. Um the next two are my last ones and that is to have 10 postals per week consistently because I have odd weeks where I do but then I have some weeks where it goes down to five which I'm still happy with because I mean I know plenty of the big postal people like the big people in the game. They do 20 a week and they've been doing it for years and years and it's like well I've only been doing postals for like six months. So for me to have five every week consistently, I think that's good because they've got 20 and they've been doing it for years. So that's my aim to have 10 every week. And I think this week I've had seven already, which is already more than normal. So that's good. Um, so we'll see. And then the last one is to have 10 cakes per month. And again, May and June, don't know what's happening but I think it's because we're coming out of like lockdown and stuff and like e- easing restrictions um but people are booking in advance which is really nice for me because I like to kind of know my schedule beforehand even though I do take last minute bookings um but people are booking in advance so I've already got I think three cakes for June and usually I might have like say six or seven cakes in a month but I might get them a week before the date, whereas. I've got, I can't remember what I just said, but what was it? I don't know. But I've already got that amount of cakes um, for June, um, even though we're not anywhere near June yet. And May, I've got, I think it's seven for May already. Um, and like I say, that is booked in advance. Um, I've got one weekend where I have four cakes going out three in one day and then the weekend after that I have um another three cakes so yeah and I've already had a couple of inquiries saying please can you like be aware that I'm going to book this date um obviously I don't kind of like hold anything until someone pays a deposit but um I've had quite a few people that have said right I'm definitely booking for the 20th um, I just need to decide what I'm having first and I've given them a rough quote and stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully they come back and then I will definitely be hitting the 10 target. So fingers crossed, we will hit those goals. But like I say, if you want to set your goals as well, then feel free, um, to re-listen to that and kind of like use it as inspiration. Cause I found that helpful when I listened to the other ladies. Um, but yeah, that is my goals for May. So I think I'm going to end this here. I'm hoping that this was informative and you learned something, um, no matter what it is. And if you're listening on YouTube, then be sure to comment down below. And if you're listening on the podcast, then make sure to follow the podcast after you listen to it. And to be fair, even if you're on YouTube or any other platform, make sure to go to Spotify and follow the podcast because that helps me out. Um, and it lets me know that you're following and keeping up to date, and you'll also get notified whenever there's a new episode out. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed, and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye, guys!